Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the show. A monumental day, the 17th of April, 2023. Millions of New Zealanders have demanded this day. <laughs> it has finally arrived. It is finally happening. Daniel McCarty and Tony Kemp together, <laughs> as it should be. What a start. Now, this is the, mo- this is the moment, Kempe, you start rapping, isn't it? <laughs> Daniel McCarty. I've been sitting at home all weekend too waiting for this Monday to happen, Daniel, and you've come in off the back fence. You can take that from me if you want. We'll start like that. It was fantastic. <laughs> Mate, you, you've, you've got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, when you've had no sleep, when you've worked over the weekend like you have, Kempe, too. Uh, you, you, the embers aren't really uh, fully uh, engulfed in flame, are they? No. Uh, so, uh, no, I'm delighted to be. I'm really excited. Really excited. What a, what a beautiful looking crew you have too behind the, behind the glass mirror. Oh, we work hard on that too with these young fellows. We've got plenty of makeup out yeah. the back there. Aroha, she, she she's uh, moonlights as a makeup artist for the boys in the kitchen because, man, you should see their heads. They're pukiko cabbages, a couple <laughs> of them, when they come in at six <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But No, mate, it's a, it's a, it has been a good weekend, Daniel. As you know, we both love to call our respective sports the uh, the Phoenix and, of course, the Warriors. And, and you throw in a bit of cricket and a bit of rugby and – uh, a bit of boxing on the weekend, and man, you know, we haven't even started talking about horse racing. She starts to get pretty full, your cup. So um, we'll have plenty to talk about today, no doubt. And and I'm real glad that you've come in because, man, talk about energy. you got plenty of it. Oh, sport. How, how can we not be happy and, and <laughs> delighted with our lot in life? Uh, I know you're calling us aside in the Warriors who, uh, you know, showing so much grit, determination, um, and more often than not, Real spine on defence, which I, I love. Kempe, you're the star of rugby league. I, I, I look at league very simply. If you want to be an elite side in this competition, if you can, if you can limit sides to t- 12 to 16 points on average per game, you, you're going to be a, a top five, top four side. No doubt about it. And, and we're seeing that, what, 80% of the game so far this season? 
100%. That's exactly right. And defence wins you titles. And if you have a look at the good teams that don't let in, I, I guess, too many points on a regular basis are the teams that you want to sort of have in your in your fantasy leagues, you know. So the Warriors actually, the, the untold story of Saturday afternoon is their defence. You know, like they're talking about it was a scrappy game and it was an ugly win and you you got to win ugly to win titles and and no one's talking about their defence. I'll tell you what, Daniel, the game on Saturday afternoon on both edges with Dylan Walker and Sean Johnson especially being asked plenty of questions, they are, they've only come up with 17 missed tackles in the whole game. And when you look at a stat like that, normally it's around 40. Um you can see why there's a little bit of frustration on Todd Payton's face when his team's had, I think, nine minutes worth more worth of ball and just couldn't get the job done against the Warriors. Stats are all against them. You know, we can go through the stats till the cows come home, but the effort in defence is what won uh, Andrew Webster this two points. And we'll talk about a little bit about that when he joins us uh, after seven o'clock. Yeah, we've got a big show lined up for you folks uh, right through to 9am, as you would expect on a Monday morning, as Kimpy has just pointed out, Andrew Webster... Uh, he's probably about six foot nine at the moment. I mean, he's probably feeling about six foot nine at the moment. Um, uh, really looking forward to speaking to him about how they have progressed so far this season. But let, let's let's not avoid, um, you know, quite an obvious fact here, Kimby. A, a tough stretch of games uh, coming up yeah. for the Warriors. Well, and they're a reason why a lot of the teams they have played don't find themselves in the eight. Um, you know, it's a compliment to the Warriors, but the Warriors have only played one side who so far sit in the eight by my math. Uh, Discretion advice, Kempe. My math's pretty rubbish, mate. I got nine percent in calculus uh, at last year at high at high school. Nine percent. Um, so you know, nearly made double figures, as my teacher said. Um, yeah, thanks very much for that. So really looking forward to catching up with him. Uh, we've got uh, plenty of uh, great names joining us uh, on the program after eight o'clock. Ricky Herbert, the most successful manager of the Wellington Phoenix, of course, um, and all whites fame as well. We'll look at. You know, one of the more perplexing, if not entertaining sides in all of New Zealand sport at the moment, I, I would argue, in the Wellington Phoenix, um, again, coughed up a lead. Mm. Seen that seen that story um, before, Kempe. No, no side has taken the lead um, as many times as the Phoenix uh, have so far this season. Uh, but no side has gone on to lose as many games after scoring the first goal. Wasn't quite that uh, case at Eden Park yesterday as they drew two all, conceding a late equaliser, I think, in about the 84th minute uh, to the Brisbane Raw, which means their playoff hopes still not confirmed. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, seeing games out, you know, how, how difficult is that for a, a sports man, woman, a team, to believe over the last 15, 20 minutes, hey, we, we can take this positive position and actually collect the points, Kempe. Yeah, it's sort of a nervous nervous deposition, the, the Phoenix, aren't they, at the moment when they get a lead and yeah. you just don't know whether or not they can hold on. Look, I thought that last goal by the Raw was possibly an own goal. Um, it wasn't defended very well from the from the corner. And then what I think fell with about a minute and a half to go, an Dead set open chance for the Phoenix to score another goal and go three two in front. The header was just wayward. It was right there on the on the penalty yeah. box, wasn't it? Where, the, where you take your ten meter penalty, and he should have put that in the back of the net. Um, and you do get a little bit like that, Dan. You know, like you you sort of sit back, and sometimes when you're in front, going, oh, I can feel it happening. I can feel, you know, because it's happening so many times and you're going, come on, boy. and you're looking at everyone else going, come on, boys, just hold it together when you should be going, like, just worry about me and doing my role. And You're is, not saying, come on, boys, Kimmy, there's four-letter words flying out uh, of your mouth. <laughs> it's like, 
Come the no. on. Here you go, no. Not again. Not again. Not again. Not again. Not again. But, but I, I tell you, folks, if you can watch a replay of that game, try and get to around the 60-odd minute mark. You will see one of the more bizarre, craziest moments in all of sport, I reckon, that I've ever called. There's about a 60-second period where David Ball hits the post three or four times by himself. He's about eight yards out on a 45-degree angle, hits the post, hits the top corner, Kempe, it goes back along the, the goal line. Mm. I think it, as it's just about to hit the other post, the keeper flicks it out with a hand straight to one of his own defenders who then nearly dribbles the ball into his own net. But he, he then uh, wedges the ball on the post with the ball, flicks it out. Uh, I don't know how that didn't go on. And then about 60 seconds later, from the other, other side of the box, David Ball hits the other post and it does the same thing. It goes across the line. It was like the ball and the line, there were magnets, opposing magnets. Yeah. The, uh, the, there's just some days you know I'm not going to score. I'm not going <laughs> to win. We're not going to win. It's just not going to happen. No, nah, and that's what I mean, like that anxiousness in it about you, even when you're hitting it and you think that the soccer gods are playing against you, <laughs> where the ball just, come on, mate, you, did the groundsman not tilt the white line back to the back of the net? You know, and it's yeah. wrong. Like, that's well, one that's what I think I'd do yeah. as a coach. I'd go and talk to the groundsman and say, look, that white line <laughs> has to tilt towards the back of the net, okay? If we're going to hit it, we play downhill that both way. halves. Yeah. We play downhill both halves. Yeah. What's going on? Exactly. Hey, uh, I, I saw an interesting headline on one of our um, you know, leading sports publications and uh, news websites um, suggesting the Chiefs uh, could go unbeaten in Super Rugby. They are halfway through the season and people yeah, my are second all, team. Already, talking about, already talking about a perfect season campaign. I know. When shall we start seriously talking about a perfect season for the, for the Chiefs? And credit to them, seven wins from seven and look at the sides they've beaten. They've beaten a whole heap of New Zealand sides, four of them. Yeah. Four New Zealand sides in that seven-match seven, um, unbeaten streak. And brilliant second half against the Canes in that uh, game in Wellington. And the beautiful was. blue skies and the Riviera of the South Pacific that is Wellington. But when, when, when should we seriously start talking about the Chiefs in a perfect season? I still think it's a bit early. Well, we started talking about it on Saturday afternoon when we were preparing for no. the Warriors and the score was coming through. And at 17-5 at half time, we're thinking, geez, the Hurricanes have actually gone out there and put a number on the Chiefs and then all of a sudden it was like the Chiefs fought back slightly went in front and then ran away with it in the end and you were like well you know seven seven wins in a trot um, I'll tell you one guy who'd be really happy is Uncle Brett you know who loves yeah. the mana down there in Waikato and I, I think you have to start talking about it like seriously they've beaten everyone yeah. they've beaten them away from home which is not an easy feat. And the players that were started that started so well at the beginning of the year, Damon McKenzie, when he took his try, um, you know, we're going to talk to uh, young Cortez Ratima later on after after seven uh, about his try when he jumped out from, yeah, from scrum. Was a, like, that moment. timing of it was perfect. But just the way that they they knuckled down, you know, like what was said to them, I want to know what was said to them at half time because at 17-5 of the cake tin, you think you'd have to really have some stern words with the with the Chiefs who hadn't been in that position before to come out and play the way that they did. And, of course, they delivered, which was the other thing. So uh, if we're not talking Damien McKenzie starting at number 10, well, the other thing I like about him, Dan, is he runs the football. Like he, him, him and Richie Moonga have got this battle going at the moment about who's the best runner of the football. You've got to say, say Damien McKenzie is in the top two number 10s in the country at the moment. 
He's electric to watch. And then you go to the ground and you see how tiny he is. He's him and, him and Marty, his okay, brother. I, mate. I, I, I'm, I'm doing that thing with my fingers, suggesting yeah. he's like three centimetres tall. He's obviously bigger man. than that. But, 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 but you, know, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's dynamite. He's playing really well. And gee, what great depth you have there. I know Bowden Barrett's been out of form so far this year, but you know he's got so many runs on the board at that international level. He's not going to be phased by it all. And, you know classes permanent and all that all that type of thing. Hey, we'll talk some basketball as well. We, we need the Phil Collins drum solo. Uh, we're going to talk the uh, Taranaki Mountaineers because there's something in the air tonight um, over the weekend with that <laughs> well, catch and shoot. Oh, how incredible was that? The Sal's NBL is awesome. I think only one side has yet to lose a game. That, and we're like three games into the season. That's fantastic. Everyone's beating everyone. Um, you know, my beloved Wellington Saints are 0-2 at the foot of the ladder. Um, yeah, they'll come right. Yeah, that's, that's unusual, eh? The Wellington pause. Saints, who you always expect to be right at the top, uh, top of the, yeah. the the table. Look, I yeah. agree with you with the basketball. It's Mills so, family so good out. To watch. I say Mills family out <laughs> after two losses. <laughs> hey, leave my old boss alone. <laughs> All right, he, he'll never legend. Go, he'll never go anywhere, Nicky. He'll never go anywhere. He'll be there, <laughs> mate. We'll be wheeling him out when he's one hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll still look 50, won't he? he oh, he'll still look 50 man. as well. He is. Yeah, he is a great man. Hey, all the regular features along the way through to 9 o'clock, Kempi's Quiz. We've got... Um, I, no, I won't do off the back, off, off the fence. Kempi Kemp, Kemp will do that. He promi- he, I've been promised to sing it, though, at some stage today, Kempi. <laughs> yeah. You're rocking the hoodie today. I'm a little bit disappointed. 